Good morning. Good morning to you. Um, I hate to do this to you guys this morning, except that I don't hate to do it. Um, I've been really looking forward to this uh, today. It's even better when, the, when it works. Um, I've really been looking forward to this because uh, I realize we don't actually sing much morning. And so this is going to be a little bit out of the ordinary, uh, but we're going to do it anyway because I think the Lord loves our praises. And uh, so we're going to sing uh, to him this morning to get this thing started. So I would appreciate if you wouldn't mind standing up and we're going to sing together uh, a little worship to the Lord. And you know, uh, we're going to sing a hymn, uh, How Great Thou Art. And as I was looking... Uh, I was looking up, you know, which uh, is familiar to, to most of us, I realized it was written in the late 1800s by a Swedish pastor, and he was out walking in the wilderness, and it started to rain on him, and, um, and so once it cleared up, he looked out over the, the meadow and the clearing, and he saw the beautiful mountains, the, the trees, and overlooking the lake where he was and he penned this song and so how appropriate is it for us I know that a lot of us had a tough time over the last week with the weather and uh, that was a hard time with losing power and trees coming down on houses and I know a lot of you uh, did invite men into your homes and families into your homes and cared for them and I appreciate that and I know the church appreciates that sorry that we weren't here on Sunday to offer services Thank you so much for being a part of our community. Let's go ahead and sing to him.
Thank you. How great thou art. Isn't he great? If you never get a chance to lead music, come up here sometime and just listen from the front. It's amazing to get to hear. People, God's immensely glory to him. So thanks for being here. We started with something different. And uh, this morning, which I'd wanted to do, and I have to say, I've been wanting, I threw this an idea for the men to sing a long time ago, way back before I was even on staff, and that was shot down so fast. No, guys don't sing, we're not going to do that. Uh, and Dave Pennington, bless him, uh, about a month ago, he was teaching on Wednesday night PM bass camp, and he brought his guitar, and he led the men in some music, and it was glorious, it was great, it was really wonderful. So anyway, thank you for sharing that time uh, this morning, and prayer to, praise to him. So we're talking about, oops, there it goes, differences today. We started with something different. We're talking about something different. And uh, let's see what God has to say about it as we just look at the Psalms. One of my favorite verses. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. God loves us. God created us. He created us in his image. It's amazing, you know, uh, and it's, his design is so intricate when you think about the human body and all, and, and creation overall. It's amazing the work, his handiwork. And you think about people, we all know this, uh, nobody's the same. All the people in the world, I should have looked it up, how many billions are there now? Not one of us is the same. God designed everybody different. Just like fingerprints, they're all different. Why in the world would we expect our spouses to be like us? You know, uh, think about fingerprints. You got the loopies and the swirlies and the whirlies and the curlies. And, you know, we can look at that. You, you go to the, you get arrested and you get your fingerprints. You join the military, you get your fingerprints done. You do any kind of special government jobs and they do background checks on you. And, you know, we've got all this technology where we can dive down in and see these intricate different details. And I was a military intel guy and back then and biometrics was coming up. You know, now they got this stuff and it's becoming more common technology. Now you see it. You identify people because even our eyes all the details in there are so different. It's amazing how everybody's created differently. And you look how beautiful that is. And just uh, the amazing creation that God did. So why would we think our mate is going to be like us? Why would we try to change him? We can't. God's created them a certain way. So we're called, though, to be devoted to one another in love, to humbly care for one another, to honor our spouses, to honor our mates. So, uh, that's not always what we do, though, because differences cause conflict. So it's kind of common. We think, well, hey, this is the way the toilet paper is supposed to roll, and you don't do it that way, you probably got a problem. I, you know, I, I, we, I, sometimes, because it's not really sometimes, really, it's most of the time we think our ray is right. So most of the time, often we try to, okay, our way is right. We're going to teach you how to do the right way because it's better than yours. And then it becomes my way or your way or my way or the highway. I'm going to win. You're going to lose. And then 
what happens in the end? The relationship loses. Because if you're going to have a winner, you're going to have a loser. And if you have a loser, then um, the relationship loses. How can you be married to a loser? So, and we don't want to be losers, so we've got to find a different way to do that. So you have to come back next week to find out how to resolve all that, because that's what Mike is going to talk about. This morning, we're just supposed to talk about our differences. Jerry, Gary Chapman spends a whole chapter just saying, hey, some of us like toilet paper this way, and some of us like it the other way. And so that's mostly what we're going to be talking about today. And even though we all kind of realize that intellectually, I'm going to try to help us think through that a little bit more and, and see, see it for what it is. This is more like reality. Hey, my wife told me this is how I'm supposed to be. And the guy, poor guy goes to a personality test. He takes his Myers-Briggs and comes back, well, that's not how I am. What? But sometimes that's how we treat people because we, uh, we think that they should be more like us. And we think maybe our wife should do things a different way. But God's put her together, given her unique qualities, and just like he's given us unique qualities. And so why would we ever expect it to be different? Differences are normal. Uh, and when you think about it, I mean, that's why. It's because they're different. And they got unique things that cause, cause us to be a little bit challenged to, uh, you know, try to sort of win them over a little bit. Uh, but then they do become sources of conflict and friction later on in the relationship. And so uh, how are you going to deal with that? And <clears throat> what are some of these sources of friction where do they come from? How, you know, how, what, what kind of things cause us to be different from one another? So we're going to go through a few of those things. Kind of obviously, our first one is, well, I'm a man and you're a woman. So our gender is different. So we're going to take a look here at a little video clip of kind of a normal, what you might think around the house uh, scenario here. Yeah, I couldn't believe it when he made that play. An idiot. Hey, honey buddy, how was your day? I want to talk about it. I want to talk about your feelings. Hold on, man. What? Oh, nothing. Never mind. Yeah, so I was basically doing a ton of push-ups, and I was like, look, bro, I can do what I want. You don't own the pavement. Babe, did you take out the trash today? Huh? Oh, nothing. Never mind. I'll take care of it. You know, although I know I'm dark but lovely like the tents of Kadar, I just don't feel like it. Hold on, man. Behold, you are beautiful, my love. Behold, you are beautiful. Yeah, but I don't feel like it. Oh, game's back on. Check you later. What's the ETA on the beef stew? I am working as fast as I can, okay? Babe, what's wrong? It's just, my brother didn't call me on my birthday. He called me the day after my birthday, but every year he calls me on my birthday. Well, just call him and tell him you're upset. I'm not upset, I'm fine. Well, you sound upset. So just call him. There, solve your problem. It's not that easy. It's Here gonna we be go. awkward at yes. the next family reunion. Yes! It's gonna just be a mess. What? Nothing. Never mind. I'm really hungry. Can you just microwave it or something? <laughs> microwave it? It's gotta be a slow simmer, okay? Crockpot's gotta heat up. Okay, I really didn't hear anything you just said. Uh, what are we doing this weekend? You wanna do something? Yes. Uh, I don't know. I'm confused. You decide. I guess I just want you to want to do something. Lead me. Can't you just tell me what to do? Tell you? Tell you? I mean, who wears the pants in this family anyways, huh? 
Well, from this angle, it sure isn't you. Why does everything always have to be a joke to you? Come on. That's funny. Come on. It's not funny. It's, it's not a little funny. funny. Huh. It is funny. Okay. It is funny. Come Just because I'm smiling doesn't mean I'm not upset, though. No, come on. Dude. <laughs> All right. So maybe that's not exactly typical uh, there. A little role reversal. But my wife does ask me all the time, how come you got to make a joke out of this thing? So, uh, I don't know, because I think it's funny. <clears throat> so, you ask any psychologist or social scientist guy, everybody's got their list of the differences between men and women, what the, the needs that they have. Uh, this, uh, Dr. Gary uh, Rosberg there, he's one of the guys that's out on the circuit, and, and he has several books out there, and he has his... Listed out top five women's needs and men's needs. Um, Harley, uh, Willard Harley, His Needs, Her Needs book and their ministry, it's huge. And he uh, identifies top two. He, he takes this list. He says there's ten essential emotional needs for men and women. And, uh, you know, it's true. You, we often line those things up different. If, if a couple comes and sees me and I say, hey, What's going on? What's important to you? And they sit down. The list that they make about the things that are important, it's, it's never the same. It's different. Like the things that, that are important to them to be done around the house, in their marriage, in their family. And that's what Dr. Harley relates. He's like, every time I have this list of ten needs and I'll throw them out on the table, most of the time the men have their top five. It's kind of opposite of the women and vice versa. But he narrows it down over all his research and says these four right here seem to be rising to the top most of the time. I think what's important and to get out of this is, look, we're all different. We recognize that we're different. We inherently know that. But we should really learn to study our wives. We should learn what is unique about their differences. What is the thing that makes them tick? If they come to you and say, you know, uh, honey, this is what I really need. Or if you ask them a question like, how can I make you happy? What can I do for you that's really important? Because maybe... Chapman's five love languages. Maybe giving her roses every day is not what's meeting her needs or emotional needs. Maybe it's that you pick up the phone and call her every day or that you're being more service-oriented around the house and being tuned into that. So the, the key thing about differences and how it's relating to our marriages is how, how can we learn and understand and study our wives to know what is unique about her and what we can do to serve and please and honor her and her differences. Another source is personality. Um, constant, consistent patterns that are built into our lives. Stable over time, pressing for change. If your wife is very extroverted, and you're introverted and you try to change her, you think that's going to work out? Not so much. Um, and I love and respect. It's the pink and the blue glasses. We have different perspectives. We have different uh, outlooks on life. So pressing for, for change over these kind of personality issues, and here's some examples, that doesn't usually work because it's kind of how the God made us. And so a lot of those things don't change. We have to learn how to you know, make room for these kind of things in our relationship. But it's kind of exciting, you know, if you 
are a neat freak and your wife is a slob, one of the great compliments is that sometimes that enables you to relax a little bit. Or if you're a spender and she's a saver, maybe you're not going to go broke as fast. I mean, it's amazing how God puts us together so that we can compliment one another like that. Uh, some other sources of differences, and I know this isn't like shocking, amazing, blind, blinding new insights for you, but it's things to think about and be aware of. Our family of origin. Sometimes we talk about the closeness, like if you're really enmeshed in your family or you're disconnected when you, when you grew up and nobody ever got together for family holidays and you didn't eat around the table together. Some families you come from, it's all about, hey, we're going to eat at 6 o'clock at night and everybody's going to be there and we're going to pray together and have a devotional uh, flexibility is how rigid is the family, how authoritative is it versus you know, how maybe chaotic is it? And so when we come up in different families of origins and how we did birthdays and holidays and vacations, all of that's different and causes friction later on in our marriages and in relationships. So it's something to be aware of and think about in your own family. Values, how, how do you value money? Is it something that you used to enjoy or something that you're supposed to save because something bad might happen? And, and we have different reactions about that. You know, the spirituality, how's how do we value that in life and in our marriages? And we, sometimes we come from different places. Culture tells us different things about role, especially now. It's hard to look at TV and figure out what's a man and a woman, and what's the difference between them sometimes now. And the culture and the way we report it, it's, it gets confusing. And so... Um, it seems culture's telling us well, we either got to all be the same or we have to accept whatever you are. And, and um, how does that impact what we're bringing into our marriages and what we kind of expect for our interactions with our wives? One thing that we do know is that God doesn't expect us to all be the same. He created us different. And when he says... The man shall leave his father and mother and cling to his wife, and the two shall become one. He's talking about the big green circle. Oneness is not the same as sameness. We still keep our unique identities when we, when we come in marriage. We don't expect to lose that. We shouldn't expect for our wives to lose that. And because it's a beautiful thing, the way you compliment one another, the way spouses compliment one another. So we have to always remember that differences are normal, and not only normal, they're a blessing. They uh, cause this magnificent dynamic to take place where we bring more to the world together than we did apart. One example of that is this TV commercial that we're going to watch that makes it obvious why our differences are so wonderful and complementary towards one another.
love that commercial. Be together, but not the same. Our differences are a wonderful blessing. And it's an incredible privilege to be married to somebody that's different from who you are. So what should we do about it with the friction? And, and how should we respond to this? We need to honor our mates. It's not realistic to expect them to be like us. So we accept them. We stop condemning them. We don't try to change them. We, we can't change the other person. You know, and, and we don't have the spirit of uh, change. We have a spirit of not spouse control, of self-control. Is this the key is honoring and not trying to change our mates. And it is great because the differences give us an opportunity to enjoy one another. And so uh, I hope you'll want to know how do we handle that and smooth out some of the friction. Come back next week and we'll talk about that. In the meantime, uh, think about it and discuss at your tables. Um, and I'll give you a bonus question also, uh, which is a wonderful thing to do if, if you're not in the habit, and that is noticing your wife, noticing your spouse, and making a list of the things that you appreciate about them, making a list of the things you love about them, and periodically sharing that with them. And when you're frustrated with her, going back and looking at this list, reminding yourself, uh, why you love her. So with that, I appreciate your time, and I'll close this in prayer. Lord, thank you for loving us, for creating each one of us with the unique qualities that we can appreciate and help us to learn how to do that, to love and appreciate and honor and value our spouses. In Jesus' name, amen.